05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Amy Anderson with us out of Naples, Florida, back in Naples, Florida, after uh, traveling or maybe living along the East Coast for some time from what I understand. So how are you doing, Amy? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Really glad to have you here. The first question I like to you, and I know you've done a little homework, so you might already have seen this coming, but uh, first question I like to ask is Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you or what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? I can't help but think about championing your people. And my team as a, as a business owner, uh, we were all just together last week for an offsite meeting, all 17 of us. And uh, I realized how honored I am that they've decided to take a stop in their career journey and work with me and my business partner and our team. So I really think about championing your team and what yeah. that means to you as a leader. Cause it's really, I think about them and not about your leadership as much as really focusing on empowering them. Yeah, absolutely. So is the majority of your team remote? They are. We actually started the company that way. Yeah. All Well, I, yes, all of them. Uh, about five years ago, we started before that era that we don't even want to mention. Um, but we had started the company as a remote team because we were consulting and then spending time on site with clients. So it never really made sense to us to have an office. And I wanted to hire the best people. And I didn't want to be geographically bound to Miami area, Southeast Florida. So we started looking beyond and I think now we're in 10 States. Okay. So do you still make it a point to, to bring the team together in person so that you can get together every, every so often? We do. So last week we were together and, uh, it was an investment that we made flying everyone in. We have two people from yeah. Seattle, New Jersey, Boston. And at the beginning of the meeting, Nate, we asked them, like, what are your expectations for this time together? I really wanted to hear from them what they wanted to get out of the three days. And really, I was so surprised. I thought they would want, you know, sort of business knowledge or planning and where we're going. Absolutely not. They wanted to get to know each other and they wanted to have yeah. fun together. Really, that was it. That's great. So, I, I have not that. laughed that hard in years. I mean, yeah. apparently they're also very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. I mean, yeah. I have a good friend that uh, his entire company had been virtual and he'd never met like any of them. And it was just always weird to me. And I, 
you know, I know people do it both ways, but in my mind, I would, I would do it similar to you where I'd want to get together with them at least once a year to make those connections, like you said, and to have to build the relationships. I think that goes a long ways when you are working uh, remote. So, yeah. Well, I, I think cool. there's so much to it, you know, sort of deliberate in the culture and driving that, watching them, right? So we have an all team meeting every Friday and I'm looking at, like truly looking at them to try to see, you know, how are they? Right. You know, can I tell by body language where people are? Um, we do an icebreaker at the beginning of every meeting, which is good personal mm-hmm. good business news. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important in this environment to find out, like, what do you have going on outside of work? Like, what lights you up? Yeah, I want to right, know right. if there's something happening with our kids, plans, things like that. And then with business, you know, good business win of the week. Like, what what's your currency when it comes to work in our company? Like what gets mm-hmm. you excited? What lights you up? Because then you can figure out as a leader, you know, where else can they, can they go? Can they be? And what's their path to really sort of listen uh, to those? So it's not gratuitous, the good business, yeah. good person on Fridays. It's very deliberate. So I can yeah. sort of see where they are. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about you? I know we've dug into, started digging into it a little bit, but yeah, tell us a little bit about you, your business and what you're up to and kind of the path that that's led you to where you're at today? Sure. So um, I've been a marketing executive and person for the last 30 years. So it's really all I've done in my career. When I graduated from Chapel Hill um, in the early 90s, I headed to New York City and worked for Seventeen Magazine and Calvin Klein and uh, the New York Times. I was actually part of that original team that launched MITimes.com. So um, despite dating myself, uh, (laughs) I, I really, I love a business that can look at sort of where a company stands in the market, what they should say, how they should look and how to grow them. But I was always a corporate person. That's how I labeled myself. Mm -hmm. I said, I could never be an entrepreneur. I don't know how to do it. I'm not brave enough. I don't know how to sell. I don't do HR and accounting, right? Which is every small business owner's sort of responsibility there. And then I got divorced and I hadn't worked in three years and I had two small boys. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was figuring out, you know, with, with, 20 years already under my belt, did I go try to get a corporate job or did I find some funding resources uh, through friends friends and family to start my own business? And that's what I did about seven years ago. Um, I was doing marketing consulting. I started doing social media for a wedding planner who had just done Pharrell's wedding in Miami and asked her to take a chance on me and just continue to see a need in companies where it's hard to really find good marketing executives in this environment. You have to have such wide skill sets and deep skill sets that if you hire one person, they can't do strategy plus execution. And plus there are nine different things to do. So Wild Coffee was born out of that. And Wild Coffee is actually a plant that was growing outside of my house, outside okay. my window while I was writing my business plan. I was native just going to ask that. Where, yeah. What's with Wild Coffee? Yeah, it's that. this beautiful, vibrant native plant that's almost kind of a weed, Nate. I don't yeah. want to really okay. admit that. But <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to keep cutting it back. And I'm like, that, this plant keeps growing. Yeah. And I have to get it. So it just, I said, wow, what a good sort of analogy with some stopping power for a company that grows other companies. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Wanted to take a quick break from an uh, incredible conversation that we're having with Amy Anderson uh, right now to really uh, talk about Magic Mind. Our friends at Magic Mind do more, stress less. Uh, again, I can't say enough about 
Magic Mind and, and what it's done for me on a daily basis inside of my productivity and, and just how I feel overall every single day. Uh, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, you can see our page, magicmind.co forward slash championship is my page where you can go and use discount code CHAMP to get up to 40% off if you decide that you want to uh, subscribe uh, to Magic Mind and, and get the re recurring monthly shipments of this deliciousness, this magic in a bottle, uh, a small little bottle, by the way, that's easy to travel with. I love taking these with me on the road as I travel a fair amount each month. Um, you can get up to, you can get, I believe 20% if you just want to give it a one-time shot and, and, and check it out before you make the, uh, commitment, but, but I love it. I love, uh, the different ingredients that they have in here. The nootropics is one of the, the my favorites that really keeps me focused and, and, um, allows me to get a lot done without the crashes of the energy drinks and the coffee that I used to have when, uh, be pre magic mind. So, uh, again, give our friends at magic mind, uh, uh, a, ch a chance and, and give them a try. Um, I was a little skeptical at first, but I, I love it. And it's been three, four months now since I've been continuing to use this on a daily basis to help just, uh, allow me to be super productive and, and not have to, have those uh, jitters and, and midday crashes along the way. So with that, let's get back to the, the conversation with Amy. Well, who are some of the championship leaders that have impacted you in your life, coaches, mentors, and, and more so always about like, you know, what are some of the characteristics of those individuals that really have stuck out to you? Well, I have to say Nancy Evans, who was one of the founders of iVillage.com. It was one of the first websites in the late 90s dedicated to women. And they started with a site called Parent Soup. They had about work, they had better health. And it was a media company back then led by a woman who was a former editor of Jackie Onassis's. And she is a person with an energy that I had never really been in a room with someone who had such infectious enthusiasm mm -hmm. and had the ability to get so many people sort of unified around a goal and really, really excited about it. And I've taken that with me since then, right? If your leader yeah. is not fully invested and in explaining to you the why and not just the how or the what, yeah, but right. the why. And she did such a good job at that. Really saw something. They had originally hired me to be in sales and I was not successful. Okay. People yeah. think oftentimes early in your career, if you have an outgoing personality, people are like, oh my God, she can sell. Yeah, right. And yeah. I was horrible. <laughs> I didn't like to talk about money. It made me uncomfortable to ask about budget. I just didn't mm -hmm. have vision for negotiating in that way back then. And she sort of saw my failures and failing happening and said, you know what? I think that you would be really great in sort of this area and help sort sure. of bring me up through that. And sometimes people just aren't in the right seat on the bus. Yeah, totally. Right. Oh, we need to be looking at that from our team members, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they may have capabilities, they may have the capacity, but they're not on the right seat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How did you become a sales savage to oh, be in your God. own business? I don't know if it's necessity or finally, you know, one of the I was reading study recently about women entrepreneurs and confidence and sort mm -hmm. of what our challenges are as women in business. And one of these studies said that men sort of settle into their confidence much sooner than we do. And our age was at 40, which okay. seemed late for me. 
Because yeah. I see young women and I hire them and I'm not really recognizing that. So yeah. maybe some of it's generational. So I think that selling myself and my ideas, which was much easier than selling for a company. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize that everything is just a conversation, you and I are just having a conversation right now. I, you know, I just came from a new business pitch right before you and I had this, and it was a conversation. And I think that when you start to think about that, and then you're just listening and there's an exchange then it's not really selling, it's trying to understand the pain point or opportunity that lies with another person and their need and how you can fulfill that. And if you can't, you can always refer them somewhere else. And because really we're here to have conversations and help each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh well, I think I think a lot of time, well from from many, I think like you said, uh, you know, the older you get, the the less maybe you get out of your head and then of course it, when it's your business versus somebody else's, I mean, that definitely counts for something, right? Like I mean, you're like, "Hey, I got to I got to go out and create some some value and create some knock some doors and you know, rustle some some bushes here a little bit to to get the business going the revenue coming in absolutely um, well especially when you look you know i was looking at my young sons and i chose to do this yeah, failure sort right. of wasn't an option yeah and absolutely I support this family and so a little bit of necessity i i consider myself a bit of an accidental entrepreneur yeah you know, i hear people saying oh i was doing this in high school and i had this hustle and yeah that was not me yep right yeah yeah <laughs> totally um, well, what is, uh, what's, what's the vision for, um, your company? What's, what's the name again? It's called wild coffee. I was going to say wild coffee, but I didn't, for some reason, was you're like, wait, that's too there. outrageous. I'm There's like, no is way that really the name? I'm that. like, yeah, wild coffee. So the, <laughs> what, what's the vision for you and the impact you're looking to make maybe even, you know, short-term, it feels like five years used to seem like long-term, but nowadays it feels like it's, it's extremely short just the way with how things change and how fast things move uh, in our world today. So yeah, what's, what's the vision, the impact you want to make? Well, it's interesting because when we talk about the vision, it's really the outcome that, that we want our clients to experience. Mm -hmm. And it sounds a little different, but we talk about making CEOs feel safe. Mm. And, you know, there's some work that's, you know, out there and writing about sort of the feeling that you're trying to create versus Mm. the outcome you're trying to create. And that out, we feel very strongly um, that we exist to grow top line revenue for our clients. Mm -hmm. However, it's sort of the safety that a CEO or a client or executive feels knowing that we're going to get it done. Yeah. That's what I was just going to ask. So kind of just them knowing that you're actually going to do what you said you would. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one of our values. Yeah. Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do, but, but don't, it's almost like, um, we call progress over activity. You know, you can do all sorts of things in marketing, right? You can publish social media posts, you can write, you can, you can do paid digital, but are you moving the needle? Yeah. You know? And so it's really not putting them through a formula. It's really trying to understand the opportunity pain points and then how we can devise strategy to go in and address that. And then how do we have a team that does great work and we do what we say we're going to do. So we love that. And then, you know, for our clients, I just, in this pitch earlier, we had a CEO say, you know what, I can't find marketing people, or I don't mm-hmm. know what combination of skill sets to hire. And I don't know how to hold them accountable. Yeah. So when you come to us, you have to trust that we're going to understand your why 
that we're going to go in and devise plans and do work that, you know, is going to help move the needle and grow the Mm -hmm. company. So it's a tall order sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Well, I love, I love, yeah. Making CEOs feel safe. That's awesome because it is, it's, there's so many people out there, so many companies, you know, you don't feel like you can trust because so many people have been burned so many times before. Right. So Yes. And I understand why feeling of safety is rare. Well, you know, and that's, and even when we talk about safety, that's an environment we're trying to create within the company. For me, I call it a psychologically safe environment. Mm -hmm. You know, can people innovate? Do people feel comfortable? Do people feel supported? Do they know that they have a path? So that safety inside the company to sort of flourish and grow and do your best work. And then the safety that we create for CEOs, knowing that, you know, while coffee is going to do what they said, they're going to grow my company. And you know, we have some clients who don't even look at the work before anything goes live because they trust us as their CMOs and teams. And, and we just, we publish. Yeah. No one wants a, a, just a regular old cup of Joe anymore. They want some wild coffee. So right. I love it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and listen, the coffee puns about, we published a reel yesterday on our yeah. Instagram and I'm like, how many amazing coffee puns can the team come up with? Yeah. And there were plenty. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. But the real, it's interesting. The real was all about us laughing. I yeah. have not, I mean, it's just, it's so, I think so many of us are starving for connection and community after, you know, I don't want to downplay yeah, the impact that um, relative isolation has had on all mm-hmm. of us. So I was very glad to be with them last week. Yeah, definitely. What's, um, what's a moment for you, like a critical moment where, you know, obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but had you not, you'd be in a very different place. I think to your point, you know, the last couple of years have been extremely challenging for a lot of people and put them in some critical moments where they, they always, want to know as much as you can, how it's, what the outcome is going to be before you make your decision. Right. Which, but that's just not always realistic. You know, you got to have some faith and you got to have some belief in yourself and the way that you're going to go. Uh, but we can, we could take strength from people and, and how they've made decisions in certain situations. So maybe there's a situation you could share with us. Um, yes, actually, I was thinking about this this morning as my younger son who is 15 is getting ready to leave home again for 10 months to play soccer for an MLS Academy. Outside oh, wow. Sounds like an awesome opportunity. It is. Um, and on the surface, absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, there's a saying, everyone's looking for the elite child and yeah. that really sounded great in theory to have yeah. a hyper talented child who's pursuing his dreams. The reality of it means, um, his moving out at 14 in with yeah, a family no, yeah, that's four hours from no home. Fun. Right. Then um, my ex-husband actually relocated to Orlando, but I think that, so he's living with his dad, but he goes to virtual school. He mm-hmm. trains on the field twice a day. Yeah. It is physically exhausting, mentally exhausting yeah. and a high pressure situation, right? So elite athletes at 15, when you've dedicated your whole life have different stressors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that decision Nate, to, you know, I had so much parenting left to do. Yeah. Yet I have this child who is pursuing a dream. At what point do you have faith that he knew that was the right path for him and to let go three years earlier than I would Mm -hmm. have ever wanted to? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very unique situation and also tough. And, and now you're forced to figure out ways to, to parent much differently than I guess, you know, you would if he was not to leave for 
10 months. So, well, you know, it's interesting. It's almost like having a remote team where you have right. to be yeah. very deliberate, right? In the culture, I have a remote child. So <laughs> this has prepared really you for this. You, know, you, you had no idea that you were preparing yourself for this. For, Absolutely. But know. just intentional with the connection, the frequency, the ways, what we exchange, you know, sort of how how that all works. Um, yeah. I travel a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm on the road quite a bit, yeah. uh, which is challenging, but, but exciting. So um, yeah. yes, I'm glad I have no regrets. Yeah. Over letting a child, right? Because they're not pieces of clay or trained. Right. Movies. We have to let go. And sometimes it's Definitely. just going to be earlier than you think. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, you want to keep them small. Oh, I asked him to stay <laughs> seven. To yeah, that was exactly. the magic number for me was seven years <laughs> seven. old. Seven. Oh, I loved seven. Yeah. I was like, you just please stay seven. And, you know, he disobeyed. He's 15. Yeah. Six yeah. Feet tall, so. yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, I'm sure he will. Uh, look back and be thankful for you, you know, and his dad allowing him to take that chance and see, see how it goes. Right. So yes, absolutely. What's uh, as we start to wrap this up, if there were one or two things maybe that you could leave with the listeners, if they were to implement today would help move their life forward today. What might those be? Mm, I love um, Simon Sinek talks about the golden rule and the reason why, and that has really resonated with me as I've grown this business and grown mm-hmm. the team is that, you know, Everyone knows what they do. Fewer people know how, but to really connect your team to the why, right? Yeah. And extreme ownership to Jojo Wilnick talks about it a lot yeah. too, is being connected, having everyone sort of believe in the mission, be connected to the why they're doing what they're doing and giving them that context and that understanding, I think is a really powerful leadership tool that, that brings everybody connected under a common goal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And watch your micro interactions. That's sort of my new one. <laughs> yeah, micro interactions. Well, just these little opportunities that we have every day, you know, to acknowledge someone, mm-hmm. to yeah. say, to to look someone in the eye as you're walking into the grocery store, to ask somebody at the checkout, like, how are you? You know, yeah. to look for opportunities to be good and do good and just very small ways. I think if we were all doing that a little bit more within our companies, organizations, families, and in the community, I think that it would really make a difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. On my mind a lot. I like that micro interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Make them positive. Those would all add up. Uh, Like you said, if, if more of us paid, paid attention to those, it's like paying attention to the little details. Right. So, so many opportunities for that, you know? Yeah. What's, uh, what, what are some ways that people can learn more about wild coffee and you and, and follow you guys and, and keep up with what you're up to and, Oh, absolutely. You know, um, reach out for services. Yeah. My, wild coffee marketing on our social channels, wildcoffeemarketing.com. And I'm Amy Anderson on LinkedIn under wild coffee. So we show some sample work, some things that we're up to, uh, you can see the reel about the team. Uh, yeah. having a great time together and maybe be inspired and reminded that, you know, sort of being together when you can make it happen really makes a difference for your team. Love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a great conversation. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks for having me. Nate. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, he was all alone. 
But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer 